Young and the Faithful. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And if you are new here, welcome. Welcome to Never Judge a Brook by Its Cover. I'm your host, Brooke. Welcome back, because we took a spring break. So I've been gone for two weeks, y'all. Gone for two weeks. I feel very refreshed, very, you know, happy about this episode and about finishing up season three. I cannot believe I'm saying this. As you know, we do 10 episodes in each season. So we are now coming up on our third season closing in about two more episodes. But we always have a summer season. And so this year, you know, just stay tuned. Just stay tuned. Anyway, I needed a break. So what better week to come back from my break than Holy Week and Easter and the Resurrection Sunday? And as the as you know by the title, that's exactly what we'll be talking about later on in this episode. So I'm so grateful to be back. All right, guys, here's a quick life update. So like I said, I miss y'all so much. I don't know if I said that, but I did. I missed the podcast so much, but I did take a break for spring break. And through that break, I've been doing my diet. I've been going to the gym. And let me tell y'all, actually, I should have started the podcast with this. We are now on Amazon Music, y'all. We are now on Amazon Music. I got an email randomly And it was just like, we would like to put your podcast on Amazon Music. So typically, if you ask Alexa, if you have Alexa, if you download Amazon Music on your phone, you can look it up that way. If you have Alexa, you can say, um, play podcast, never judge a broke by its cover. Now, let me tell you something. I will say that I've been saying it and it has not been popping up, but I think it's like a certain way you say it. So once I get all of those details, I will help. Uh, but if you have Amazon music and if you think that way is more suitable for you, I know when we posted it, a lot of our listeners were like, girl, this will be so much easier. I can clean the house and listen to you on my speaker. Like I can, I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. So I'm so grateful. And as always, we are on Apple podcast. So if your Alexa is connected to your Apple podcast, then you can play it that way. But we're on another platform. This is so exciting. Um, and it's just nothing but the grace of God. Seriously, like. Y'all, I don't know. I've been feeling real, real like sanctified and holy this week, not only, but like I I haven't told a lot of people this, but I've been fasting and praying because it's been Lent for my church and for me and my family. And so during this Lent season, I've been taking a lot of the things that um, I gave something up and sacrificed it to God and been praying and doing all of this stuff. So if you don't know what Lent is, look it up. We've been doing intermittent fasting, so we only can eat from 12 to 8. And it's been a challenge, but that all comes to an end on Sunday when he rose. Um, I don't know why I'm in a singing mood, but also I'm very, very, very grateful to be on Amazon Music. So that's one of like the biggest life updates. Another life update is Dreamville. Me and my brother went to Dreamville. If you do not know what that is, it is a music festival. It was our first music festival together. We enjoyed it so much. The first night, the um, person that headlined the first night, which was Saturday, was Usher. Oh, great performance. Great performer. Great performance. Like, I just loved everything about it. I did not know that's what he was bringing to the table at that residency. Because y'all know he has a residency in Las Vegas. 
But yes, Usher, like what? And I mean, the first night, it was definitely good people still. I think the city girls were there. I did not see their stage, but um, Sir was there. It was just a lot of good people. And the second night was J. Cole and Drake. And that was just a great show. And I'm going to be seeing Drake in July, I think, with my best friend. So it was good to just see him up close and personal because, you know, our seats for Drake is a little far back. But for this festival, me and my brother were super close to the stage. So we really enjoyed it. We met some cool friends out there, some cool people. I got to see a lot of friends from back home because the festival was in Raleigh, North Carolina. And as most of you know, that is where I was raised. And so just it's always good to be the out of state friend, like to come back and feel loved. Like everybody was just giving me so much love. I got to hang out with a lot of my friends from high school, from um, middle school, and it's just been great. So I really enjoyed myself. And that, like, no one ever told me how much, like, festivals take on your body. Like, I thought I was just going to come record the podcast and be done. No, y'all, I have been so tired, like, throughout this whole week coming back. And I only took off the day that I traveled back home, but I should have took off the next day because, ooh, I don't know. I just regret it not taking off because I was just so tired. But it was worth it. It was all worth it. I'm so grateful that we went. I'm so glad that we went because we said we were going to go last year and we were there. Don't you love when you just you say something and then it actually happens? So we said we were going to be there and we were there. So this is to many more festivals, many more concerts with my brother and my friends. Um, so yeah, let's get into selfie care, my favorite portion. This is when I tell you what I've been doing to take care of myself. And I would love to see what you have been doing to take care of yourself. Make sure to be tagging us at never judge a Brook pod for selfie care. This week's selfie care was more so, like I said, just relaxing, taking a break from the podcast, enjoying time with friends and family. Um, during peak season of the cherry blossoms, I do live in DC. I went for a walk, did the cherry blossoms. They built an ice cream shop by my house that I've been going to. So just like little things for self-care is what I've been doing. I'm back in my therapy sessions. So I just been enjoying myself, like I said, and I would love to see what you have been doing for selfie care. Make sure to tag us. Real life politics, real life politics. All right, guys, we are now going into real life politics. Trump has been indicted and pled and decided to plead not guilty for 34 counts. Um, in his words, he cannot believe this is America. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with this news. I know we have been at work and just looking at it on my Hulu and everything. And this is literally crazy. I don't know if he will be arrested, but Keep an eye out on that for that news. In other news, Angel Reese has and LSU have won the championship for March Madness. And I'm happy about that because they were my top two pick for my March Madness bracket, which means I won our bracket at work, our woman's bracket. So don't tell me I don't know nothing about sports because I do. Um, shout out to my pop-pop. He's 81 one years old and he has helped me with my whole bracket this season and which got us to the top because okay we really had South Carolina going all the way but after Iowa decided to beat them um and that was their only loss literally they went undefeated the whole season uh I was grateful that LSU won and brought it back home to us so um if you haven't caught up with that news 
that is just, it's been crazy, y'all, between Caitlin Clark and Angel Reeves. And it's just been a whole mess. But I love her and I love that she's sticking to who she is as a black woman. It's always important to see, always good to notice. And so even as a young black woman, sometimes we get fearful of, you know, just stepping up for ourselves because we don't have that much built up. And she was just like, you know what? I said what I said. I'm going to do what I do. And you only are picking on me because I'm black, because someone just did it 48 hours ago and they were white. So love it. I love her good competitive spirit, good competitive mind. And she's only a sophomore. So I cannot wait to see what LSU is doing within the next couple of years. All right. That's all for real life politics. Let's get into this episode and let's get into the trials and tribulations that I have had. So this is one of the longest episodes. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to edit it as much because it is just so good. And I asked for God's presence to come through and I feel like it did. And y'all, I recorded this thing on Wednesday. I really knew that I wanted it to be out like Wednesday night, Thursday. My computer was acting up for some reason. So I have been literally working on this audio for two days straight, but it is good Friday and God did. Okay. On that third day, he rose on Sunday. So let me tell you, good Friday. He has definitely showed up and showed out for me because I really thought I lost my audio clip and I was not going to have a podcast this season or this episode. And I started crying. I was very frustrated. And all of a sudden I was working on every little thing that I could do to fix it. And it's here. So I'm so grateful. Thank you for sticking it out with me. I know I said that there would be an episode this week. And then look, it is an episode this week. So on this episode, we have my friend Adrian. He went to Divinity School and I just felt like his anointings, his presence would be perfect for this episode. So I decided to invite him over. He has his own podcast with one of my friends, Will, and it's called The Walk. You can find it on Spotify, but theirs is about their Christian journey and their walk with God. And it's two young black men. So please make sure to check it out. And my brother, who I always speak about his spirit and his faithfulness and his walk with God. And I just, he's like someone that I look up to, like as a, you know, as a brother in Christ, but really like my brother himself. And then my friend, Christina, who is also just, we, me and her, I feel like we have gotten so much closer to God in our spirit spaces of school she's in law school and when I was in grad school and so I just really wanted to come in and talk to her as well so like y'all are in for a treat for real and this was really for the people who if you're not going to an Easter service if you're not this is just something for you to get in your spirit um because it's anointed I like I really feel like it is anointed so and I feel like that is why the devil tried to stop all of it stopped the recording and stopped me like from finding it but it's okay because we're here now so I'm grateful and you will be hearing from them soon I hope you guys enjoy it again make sure to follow us on all platforms I love y'all and here it is um today I'm here with a couple of guests and I'm super excited and I'm super excited about the topic because we've been wanting to talk about this me and my team for a while and yeah, I'm really energetic and ready to talk about it. So I want everyone to introduce themselves and then Adrian is going to lead us in prayer. My name is Adrian Dorsey. Uh, I'm one of the um, hosts of the podcast, The Walk. I'm also a um, a first year, well, I'm a resident coordinator. I, for, I forgot what job I do. I'm a resident coordinator here at Methodist um, University in Fayetteville, North Carolina, uh, born and raised in Durham. Um, 
What else? What else I did? Got my MDiv, everything. Like, you know, we do this, you know. It's Bit Dorsey. Everybody come Bit Dorsey. It's what's up. Yes. Okay. I'm Christina, Chrissy Mason. Um, I'm part of the podcast team, known for a few years. Um, what else? Oh, I'm about to graduate law school. Shout out for that. Hallelujah. Um, yeah. I don't know what else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like brother and sister, Christina and Adrian said. Well, y'all uh, making it dirty for I, real. <laughs> <laughs> I am Jamal. I am Jamal Bennett. Uh, I am in relation. Not it was the devil. I'm relation of Brooke. I'm her brother. Um and yes, uh, I am a, I am a, like Adrian, I am a resident director at a university here in North Carolina. Um, I'm working on my master's degree in higher education administration from North Carolina, the North Carolina Central University, uh, Go Eagles. Um, and yeah, I'm just blessed and blessed to be here. Come on, somebody. Okay. I'm glad you're here too. Adrian, can you please? do this prayer and before he does that we were talking quickly and briefly and I'll just make this quick that and I was saying and Jamal had recommended that we pray before we start and so that is why we are doing that and I told him I'm like I pray all the time before I start my podcast he was like no on the show so let's get it we're gonna get started Adrian all right let's do it Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for another day. We thank you, Lord, for every opportunity you've given us. We thank you, Lord, for every blessing you've had for us today. Lord, we ask, Lord, that we be great examples of your love and your light here on this podcast. We ask, Lord, that if there's just one soul that's touched, Lord, let it be. Lord, we give you all glory and all praise because we know that you sacrificed everything this week. And so we celebrate you this week. Lord, we give you all glory. We love you. We praise you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen, Pastor. Come on, sir. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. Oh, my goodness. So they're going to cut up. Um. Okay, so <laughs> this podcast is about youth and faith and your walk with Christ and how you did that and how you began it and what that looks like for you. And um, we were going to call it Gen Z and faith or Gen Z and God and Gen Z. And me. It's like so many things are millennial faith and we have so many different titles. Then it just became cringy to us. And so now we just really want to say youth and faith and how we feel as people and how our walk is. So I'll start with the questions. And the first question is just how did you start building a personal relationship with God as a young person? And what did that look like for you? And anyone can go ahead and start. I was about to ask if we have an order or something. But um, mine came, I think the foundation was laid with my mom. Um, my mom, the crazy thing is she raised us in the same church she was raised in. Oh, and wow. yeah, yeah, our family ran deep in that church. So really, um, my mom always had the, as for me and my household, we should serve the Lord, um, train up a child in the way they should go, all that. My mama didn't play that. And we know the rule. If you ask another house, you're going to church. But that relationship and that foundation i believe my mom did it because she knew something and she experienced something for herself and so when she bought us to church and everything though we didn't understand it at first we you know we surely found out what it is and honestly i would say i you know everybody you know when you got saved when you came to salvation 
everybody had different moments and everything. My moment was I was raised in church, so I found salvation early, but it wasn't until I became like a teenager where I understand where it was, you know, what it is and why is it important. But even like now, if you find where it's like my relationship is still is growing because it's like, you know, college happened, everything happens and everything. And so I'm not trying to blame it on college and everything. I still found out that I had a choice. And mm-hmm. I didn't make the best choice at times. I didn't make, you know, the right choice for me and my salvation. But I do know that my God still covered me and everything. So my relationship ain't do nothing but hold me together and keep me. And then now I'm at this point where it's like, you know what? I want to, I want my relationship to be, be even more on fire than it ever has been. Like when I tell you, it's like my relationship is at a place where it's like, okay, it's like I'm not getting to know God again, but I'm it's like we getting, you know, we, we coming back, we we getting back there, we getting back there. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, the found like, like I said, the foundation was laid with Sonetta Vereen. Sonetta Vereen laid down that foundation. You going to church and it's the reason why. And yeah. so, yeah, that's how, that's how my relationship, you know, that's how I define the relationship I have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, it was kind of like a similar background. Like my mom had us at church, my mom, and my grandma, like my church is like walking distance from my grandma house so that's what we did we went to church okay um it was a little different though well similar but I feel like my personal relationship with God now is directly related to the struggles I faced and how it's changed during Mm -hmm. law school so that's kind of how mine started to shift based off of different from what I was taught to what I've experienced right So much like, I'm sorry, much like uh, Adrian and Christina, like mine started when I was very, very young. Um, my mom always tells us, she just took us to church when we was in her stomach. I can't attest to that because I was in the stomach. So, uh, but definitely my formative years, I was raised in church. I was in the church. Um, the first time I got the Holy Ghost was in the church. I didn't get saved until I was saved and baptized until I was 12 years old at Grace Amy Zion Church. Um, but much like Adrian Christina said as well, um, I got closer with God going to college and going through things that I shouldn't have been doing or doing things I shouldn't have done. And I only know God's grace to get me out of those situations. Um, and then just like the Bible tells us that uh, you, you, your faith is built by tribulation and trials, uh, Literally, I think all of our situations are similar because of the fact that we had to go through some things to get this walk with Christ closer. It didn't just happen overnight. It didn't happen over like two days ago, but it happened because we had to go through some things to get us to this point. Yes, I agree. And although me and Jamal grew up in the same household, we definitely had different relationships with Christ, which I think that's anybody. Um, You know, everybody's walk is different. And I think that I was, we, well, (laughs) I say that and I'm going to say that we both got baptized on the same day. So yeah, but I was 13, he was 12. And I think that like, once I got dipped in, I was still doing what I wanted to do and, you know, still being me. And I don't think like it was for God. And I feel like I started living for God. Like Christina said, once I was in grad school and maybe I feel like God was always protecting me. God was always taking care of me and watching over me. But my love and my like, this is like the only reason I'm still here type of moment was when I was in isolation by myself. And that was only when I moved by myself. And it's like, 
it was just me and him. So it was like, what you going to do? This is the only person that you know who going to get you through everything. And the only really like the only person I could talk to. So that's what made my relationship closer to God. And I'm young, so I still have my own personal challenges. But I I feel like me and God, like Adrian says, like me and him, we locked in. Like I like I talked to him, like he my friend for real. And um, and I'll just be like, you mad at me or something? Like, why why is this not going my way? <laughs> like, let's talk. Um, and I'm just real, like I keep it real. How's I do right here on this podcast is as I do with him. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? Is this not what the vision that you gave me? So I feel like my like my relationship again as a young person, it was always we were grew up in church. It always was there. We was at Sunday school. We were at Bible vacation Bible school. But I think that I didn't get serious until I had to do everything isolation. Like he just put everybody out, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, okay. So, what are some challenges that you can face? as a young person with being a Christian and it's so many so it's I say all of them I yeah. say all of them. it's one thing one thing always always um I had to check myself I gotta check you know friends and then like I, I'm that one that legit will bring it into rotation with like you know other people and it's not an excuse to go and do what you want to do or live the kind of life you want to live yeah but you have to remember that you are human. Right. And the Bible talks about how all have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all fallen short. We all, and if you think every day you're going you're gonna to wake up and you're just going to live perfectly, you're going to be 100, 100, 100. And it's like, uh-uh, you're going to have a moment. And it's like, the moments don't have to be, oh, I got drunk this night and did this. Oh, I had sex with so-and-so. The moments can be, Oh, somebody cut me off in traffic and I said a couple of words. The moment yeah. can be I told the white lie. Those moments, it's like, or it can be I didn't show love when I went out to the, you know, I didn't show grace and love to my waiter or waitress because they had an attitude. Right. That's a moment. And it's like, the thing is, it's like you are human and you, you know, it's you don't, you're not, it's not like Christianity is a repellent for you not having emotion or feelings. It's really Christian Christianity is. Okay, you had that moment. Now let's get back in line. Let's get back in check. Let's ask for forgiveness. Yeah. It's what it is. But for real, a lot of people think, and it's like they, yeah. they they condemn themselves and they condemn others because they forget that this body that you live in is more than just a body. It's like, no, this flesh is for real. Yeah. And so you have to know that you are, unfortunately, you can fall victim to so many things that you don't know about. But the thing about Christianity is it's the grace aspect of it. It's it's I love you regardless of your flaws. I love you regardless of yeah. you cutting up at the restaurant. I love you regardless. I love you, but let's get back in line and let's, you know, let's let's get back to what I caused you to do. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. You don't think because you're a Christian that you know, oh, you free of all that stuff. No, you 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 can, you know, yeah, you work from some, you know, somebody else and all that kind of stuff. No, just remember you have remember to have grace for yourself. Remember have grace for others. And remember that God had grace for you. So, yeah. Right. I was going to say, in addition to that, because that was like real on point. Um, and I think that's like my challenge. A lot of the times I catch myself in the middle. I'm like, I know you lying. Like, cut it out. But on top of like the grace aspect, for me, Christianity is love. 
And I think a lot of times people overlook that aspect. And that's something that usually bothers me because there's so many things and challenges that are faced that could be addressed through love. Like once you realize that God loves you, you're his child, that's it. After that, everything else falls in line. So yeah, I just wanted to add that. I can't go after them. They were really well. <laughs> but I, mean, I can say it's not that all day. Um, so I think being a young person and having a walk with Christ is, first of all, monumental um, because we live in a day and age now where it, you you can't, sometimes you can't say the name of Jesus without being rebuked for, or you can't say certain things and do certain things without co co public culture saying something against you. So being young and having a, a walk with Christ is one of the best things anyone can have. Um, that was the best thing that happened for me in my life. Uh, and like Adrian and Christina said, like you, we go through things. We like as soon as you're a Christian, doesn't mean you're perfect. Doesn't mean you're a saint. Doesn't mean you about to go to heaven tomorrow. No, but His grace and His mercy and His love triumphs over all. So yeah, I I can't go after heavy hitters like them now. It's heavy hitters. Oh. Hey, the point you brought up, though, the fact that low-key in this society we live in and this world we live in, the fact that we are being persecuted for saying the name of Jesus, it's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's baffling. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Like, the and I, I, I kind of felt, you know, even with social media, like, you post something about, like, okay, you want to say Jesus loves you, but you have to, you know, kind of, like, you feel like it's kind of anxiety rush over you, like, oh, man. Because, like, we live in a world where for some reason, the work, the name of Jesus is offensive. And it's like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even, you you know, how stuff like you hear stories about, like, you know, like, we was, Tyler Perry, we was talking about the plays before we started and everything. The yeah. movie, the movie. <laughs> but I remember it, like, him saying at the end of a play, he said, in Hollywood, you get in trouble saying the name of Jesus. And it's like that kind of stuff. We live in a society where Jesus is becoming like a bad word. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, nah, like, it's don't be afraid to say Jesus loves you on your Instagram story. Don't be afraid to say Jesus loves you when you go talk to somebody. Like people love to say, Oh, God is good. Make sure you mention Jesus is good too. Like it's yeah. like don't be afraid. Like he is, yeah. God is good. God is awesome. But he had a yeah. son named Jesus as well. Right. And we and we can even take it back to the word because what you just said is Bible based. We'll tie it back to the word because Bible tells us at the name of Jesus, every every man should be saved. And every knee shall bow, every tongue should confess. So like and like you said, Jesus is the ultimate goal. People, people, because there's many gods out there. There's many gods. Who are like, oh, I have, I have God. I have Buddha. Da, 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 da. I believe in one true faith, one true God, and it's one. And like you said, His Son is Jesus. But go ahead, Adrian. But your best. Oh. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree, and I think that again, there are definitely challenges, but. I think what Christina said was like so true. Everybody touched on it, but like God is love, and Jesus is love, and like. You you can fall short, but it's okay. Get back up and do what you have to do. And it's just like, I think, again, no, we're not perfect people. Somebody said we're humans. And that's the truth. Like, we're all human. And so it's just like, because we're human, we have flesh and temptation and things. So God and Jesus and God, both, like they like y'all said, they give us grace because his grace is sufficient. So we always want to look at stuff like that as well. So um, this is like, I feel easy for you guys to answer. And this is me just like, just thinking that it's easy for y'all to answer. But if 
answer as yourself, but then also answer if you weren't like this. So did you spend, do you spend time with God regularly and how do you do it? And even on your tough days, let's, let's just do it like that. How do you do it? Cause I got a feeling y'all all spend time with God regularly, but you know, <laughs> I'll go. Um, so I, first of all, I have the Bible app. It's, it's not even, um, it's like a, I don't even want to say a routine because that makes it seem like it's forced. But every day, the Bible app, every morning before I do anything, this is what I do. I pray Bible app, read the sermon, boom. Um, and then I pray constantly. I don't know right. about other people, but the way my mind set up, <laughs> I have to pray constantly. I have to catch myself, stop myself. I pray constantly. And then I don't think I spend is enough time like reading the word. Um, and like studying the word more so than reading mm-hmm. the word. Um, but that's something I'm leaning towards more now. So when I do have time, I do try to do that. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Hey, hey Christian, I'm going to tell you this. Ain't nothing wrong with saying your routine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I don't feel like routine is for us. I feel like it helps you. That's If that's what helps you go through your day, it's, ain't nothing wrong with saying routine that, okay reading the bible and you know spending time with god is just you know part of your routine right yeah it's more of like a when i said that it's like a absent-minded thing for me and if i don't i feel like my whole everything is just off and same if i don't like, like go to church on sunday everything's just off it's mm-hmm. not working for That's me good. that means it's in your nature yeah. it's in your nature yeah. it's that in means, my veins it's in your veins yeah <laughs> <laughs> same i talk to god and I feel like Jamal could relate working with res- like residents life and everything, working with students. You don't realize how much you pray, like, Lord, 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 help me. Lord, help me. Lord, because I'm telling you, like, working with. Right. You're so right. Working with high ed, like, Jamal, no, like, it's, <laughs> you don't know. You hear some of everything. You experience some of everything, especially residents life. When you got to be on call, you praying, like, Lord, please let this be a smooth week. Please like, don't 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 let no one be have a chapter nine. Be like, no, listen, God, we pray for these students every day. But it's just like it's just for me. It's when you work when you wake up with the prayer when you wake up with getting your word everything. But then also even the simple stuff like we think we just listen to music and everything. But when you open your mouth and start singing worship music, or you open your mouth and just start like mm-hmm. you just go off like okay. Donald McClurkin got his version of the song. I got my version of the song. I'm going to see how uh-huh. I like it. But it's like, it's like, you really, God really does like that kind of stuff. And it's not, I feel like in those moments, because we can choose to, okay, in the moments when we, you know, I want to, you know, just chill and listen to music. We can choose to listen to R&B. We can choose to listen to rap, all that kind of stuff. But when I say I want you to listen to gospel, it's something, it's a reason. It's a reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling it. And it's like, when I feel like I want to open my mouth and see, like, seeing those words, seeing those lyrics, it's like, okay, maybe that's just, that can be a prayer going up to God. That can be, you know what, praise is coming from my lips. Like, God, he's just so good. To piggyback off what Adrian said is, is yeah, with rest life and all the things, yeah. Um, think off what he said, though, like, with the music and stuff, uh. I 125% agree. Like, I, and I'm wrong, I listen, I love Nina Baker. I love there. I listen to all the things. But I, I, I love, I love some old school RB. That's just me. That's why I'm, I'm not going to call this a study there. But my number one choice is always going to be gospel every day. Because you are you are what you put in your body. Your, because your body's a temple at the end of the day. Like we, 
I just went to Greenville this past weekend. The amount of people I was was saying word for word verbatim of everything. But I'm like, do you know a gospel song by heart like this? Mm-hmm. Do you read your word like this every day? Like, if you do believe in God, like, do you read your word every day? Do you have a routine? Like, do you, you, you gonna say big glow, big glow, BG? Like, you, you can say that. You can say all but the do things. We, but you do we condemn them? We don't, we don't condemn them, no, because it's not a place to judge. Yeah. But it is our place to help them as Christians. Okay. I have a but, question. What's up? Go ahead and say what you was going to say tomorrow. Oh, I, I was going to wrap up really quick. It'd be like, I'd be covering myself and I do have a, a constant routine with them, with, with God. And I do have a routine by reading the Bible, praying. It's the Lent. I'm, I'm an intermittent fasting. So I, I do have this routine, a system. Thanks. Go ahead, Christine. I just wanted to ask, like, so for me, like in college and then most to law school, like this is more of a recent thing with the music thing for me. Recently, it has not even recently, maybe like the past two years when I say recently, it's been something that has convicted me, but it was like a personal conviction. And I still listen to what I want to listen to. I'm going to be honest, but the vast majority, and when I say vast majority, I do mean like 98% of the time is, is gospel, but that's because that's what I enjoy. So do y'all, are y'all saying that's more of like a conviction thing? What personally convicts you for music? Or I guess kind of what Brooke was saying, is this something we condemn people for? I don't um, the host, but I had to just after it. Oh, you good. You good. I like oh, that. That was good. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel like, one, our relationships, all our relationships are personal. Your, your, Jamal has a relationship with God. I have my relationship. Brooke has a relationship. Christina, you have your relationship. And so, honestly, for me, when I, like, for example, like, say I get in the car. When I get in the car and everything, like, I want to, you know, I might want to, you know, I want to put on my old school. Jamal, I like the old school, too. I love me some old school. I love me some Osleys. I like, like, you know, I would listen to Escape. Oh, my God. This is, like, all that. But, understand. <laughs> not, <laughs> hey. It's the choir vibrato on there. It's like, <laughs> understand. I heard it. But it's really like it's it's been times where it's like, you know what, this ain't feeling right. It's a it's an inward feeling. And honestly, I grew up, they always said it's like sometimes that feel not sometimes, when you get a feeling within you, mm-hmm. one of the things you've been given, you know, has been given a gift to you is the Holy Spirit. And sometimes your, your Holy Spirit might tug on you, be like, uh, oh, listen to this. And be real, it be it might be because that music might keep you at peace. It might, you know, it might do something. You, your heart might be experiencing something. Your 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 inner man may be experiencing something. And so the Holy Spirit could be like tugging you. And honestly, even when you know they do the end of the year stuff, like with Apple Music and Spotify. Yes, I was about to say that. I was covered in gospel. And I worship. was about to say that. <laughs> I, and it's it's really it's I like you know I like because. The new stuff is kind of like the beats and everything, but I like old school stuff, like early two thousand, like, like, um, all that stuff, like, uh, Cash Money, all that comes. It's cool, it's cool, yeah. But it's something I found. My strength comes from gospel and worship. Yeah. My my peace comes from gospel and worship. My sanity comes from gospel and worship. When you experience a time where the world is getting crazy, and your world, your world is getting crazy. That music don't do that, but rally that craziness up. Gospel and worship tones that mess down and, you know, causes it to cease to exist. Yeah. And it's because when I focus on the words, when it's saying, 
when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he, how he raised me, all that kind of, when you think about that kind of stuff, or when you say, you know, Jaira, you are enough. Or when you say, um, I call you holy, your name is holy. You I, I just listened to that. That's the song, I'm <laughs> telling you. Um, but when you think about those words and everything, when your mind is put at ease with those words and your mind, like you rest on those words, it's a peace and everything that comes from it. It's so many things that, you know, just rises up when the word gets crazy. So it's an inward thing sometimes. It, to me, I think it's a personal thing. I think it's a personal thing too. Another thing is, before I talk about my little routine, is we were all out there, Jamal. So we don't know what them people were thinking. I'm talking about for Dreamville. I was about to say, I won't know. I no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying <laughs> in, in, terms of, in terms of me and him, because we know gospel word to word and we were still out there as well so how are we gonna like not say judge them but how we don't know if they know gospel either you know what i'm saying so it's like i'll I'll, I'll use that as an example don't call me out (laughs) i'm just just saying because my thing is at the end of the day we never know which that's why the podcast is named what it is never judge nobody by what they look like you can't never judge someone based off of what you know because Again, like I said, we was out there and we had fun and we knew the songs too. Some of them, Mr. Waka Flocka. So it's just like, we have, we all have our own, right. We all have our own personal way. Now, if you would have went home, took a shower and listened to your gospel, you know, right after, then that's just the way that you do. That's in your routine. But it's just like, we all have, like I said, our own way about it. And one of the things which I'm glad everybody touched on is music. And to me, music is a part of my my routine, like that is something and prayer is something that I do faithfully. And I was shocked when I got my Apple Music thing back because I was expecting all the secular artists. And I feel like Maverick City was like number two or something like that. And I'm like, I listen to it that much? Like, how does that work? And then I had like my gospel playlist was my number one playlist. So I'm like, oh, Okay. And I'm just like Christina when it comes to knowing my word and knowing my Bible. I know my Bible to the point of, I know how to quote stuff that I've heard since I was a little kid. So I can say all the little quotes that you have that are Bible-based. But when it comes to actually doing more with my word, I do know that that's something I need to push more of. I tell people off back, like, do not come to me if you want something verbatim. Yeah. I tell you the gist of the scripture. I tell you the gist of the story, all that kind of stuff. But really, honestly, and then it's a lot of people in this world that know the word. They know the Bible front to back. But do they know the Bible? Do they know the word? Do they know? And when I say no, I mean like emphasizing that no. And it's like, it's not just because, oh, you know the story, you know, you know, the you know, the writer and everything. No, it's that word tattooed on your heart. It's that word Mm -hmm. cemented in your heart, in your spirit, where it's like, no, no, no. I can stand firmly on this word because I know the power of this word. Right. And the and music, if you know it, but do you practice it? Facts. Facts. Mm-hmm. The thing about the music and everything is, I, I heard somebody say this and they said, like, the thing about that whole secular thing and everything, music is art. Right. It is art. It is art. The secular thing came from the church. And that's the thing, like, we created that thing. But I do, I do believe that the fruit in which you know the music produces the the fruit in which the artist produces does need to be you know taken into account but i'm still not going to bash them for their art form or what they've done but i'm going to honestly say like maybe all right 
uh, they're not the artist for me or they're not, you know, I, I can't listen to this, like, you know, this and the third, especially with, and I'm not trying to bash this, you know, this new era of artists, but I can't, you know, I can't get with everything because it's like, you know, what in the world? Right. But it's like, honestly, the music that's created is, music is, to me, honestly, we say secular, but there's no such thing as secular music. It's just art. And it's just how they chose to use the words in which, you know, their words, everything like that. Now, gospel and worship, it's like, to me, that's not just, that's not just like music. It's like, I don't know. It's, that's a prayer. It's a, a feeling. It's, it's a feeling. It's a psalm. It's a, it's something to tap you into that place. It's something to tap you into his presence. So it's like, to me, music, worship and gospel music is different because it's a key. Mm -hmm. it's Jamal, what was you going to say? I was going to say, I'm going to really quick, because um, like we say in the Bible, don't let your anchor go down. To, don't, let the, don't let your sunset on, the, on your anchor. Um, I wanted to be known that I was not trying to judge anybody for going to Dreamville. I was there at Dreamville. I was rapping all the songs at Dreamville that I knew, that I knew. Um, I'm going to Beyonce concert in the fall. I'm going to the Baker concert. So I wanted to be known. I still listen to these people. I'm not trying to condemn anybody at my sister who tried to, who called me out. Lord, child, in the name of Jesus. Jamal, we knew, Jamal, we knew what you were saying. We, <laughs> okay. we know it was you were saying, I wonder how many of them know this they know yes this. i did not say that they were doing anything so i just want to as a non <laughs> show i just want to clear clear the air before this get aired I want to clear oh the yeah atmosphere. <laughs> i want i don't be i don't be canceled by people now I want, <laughs> I want to, you know. don't let it get to you jamal don't let it get oh, to you it's not that i'm on his side i know where he was coming from it's just some people can run with that example like for real like he won't condemn nobody that's true. Okay, I'm sorry, Jamal. I know you weren't condemning. Let me apologize. Back to the podcast at hand and our brother, <laughs> brother sister robbery. Um, since we were talking about music, I had two questions. First one is gospel versus contemporary gospel. And what's your favorite worship song or gospel song? Or you see, I pinpointed that. I pinpointed point of that question because that's the thing like i don't like first off the fact that we got to separate them gospel or contemporary first off worship praise and worship praise and worship that's what my that's on my playlist i don't uh -huh. separate the two because especially like for example we talk about maverick mm -hmm. a lot of gospel fans don't think highly of maverick because they consider for some reason we have placed color on worship and praise come on that was a good one we should not like those songs are beyond race they're beyond all that kind of stuff they're beyond because of who is meant for it and what it's saying especially when you're considering the gospel you're considering um the stories of the bible the testimonies of the people those words are beyond race so to put and i honestly feel the reason why we say gospel and contemporary is because Gospel people, you know, gospel music, people associate with black people. Contemporary, <laughs> everybody else. And it's like, no, 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 no. I can get the same, uh-uh, I can get the same thing from all of it. It's like, I, I don't take it out. It's Christian music. It's it's worship. It's praise. It all goes together. Now, me personally, do not ask me what my favorite song is, because I can write a list about what songs I like. <laughs> Israel Houghton, I love that dude. Oh, yeah, really? 
Oh yeah, Jesus at the center. Oh my God, Jesus at the center. That album, the I whole mean, album. I was gonna say the whole album. Okay. okay, the whole album. Um, Alpha and Omega. Alpha and Omega. That's what I thought you were gonna yeah. sing it. <laughs> <laughs> but and then like Donnie McCurk, like we grew up loving Donnie McCurk and the album when he was alive in London. Don't nobody, you know, that album is, you know, you know, when you get, I got my mind made up. Uh -huh. Everybody liked that album. But then, like, you got Maverick. Um, One thing I would say when I got to Campbell is my music, my mind changed about the music. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you, um, you hear a song, what a beautiful name it is, what a beautiful name it is. Mm -hmm. Then I never heard that song. So mm -hmm. I was one of them that put a color on the music. Yeah. I had to learn. No, no, no. What's the song saying? It said, what a beautiful name it is. And it is a beautiful name. Jesus has a beautiful name. And that name was meant to free. And so, like, it's, it's, and here, all that kind of stuff. It's like, we place the cut. We limit ourselves on our music. We limit ourselves on our experience because we want to put a color on everything. And so I definitely pinpointed that question. I was like, who I got to say something. I can't wait that. till she asked that. That's yeah, I, like, I got to say something. <laughs> like, I got to. I some points I agree with you, Adrian, and then some points I'm going to push back. So I do feel like um, people have did the black and white thing. And I love gospel music, but I do think gospel and Christian contemporary are two different things. To me, they evoke two different feelings. And I also, I also personally distinguish praise and worship music. They are different to me personally prime example i feel like i'm worshiping more with how and the words when i sing maverick city versus like yeah. and i mean i don't know people have different takes on this but i went to todd galbert's concert not too long ago and i was telling brooke like they was doing the holy shout shuffle the whole time and that was different for me i still had an amazing time felt the lord's presence it was all good but that was a different experience for yeah. me than going to the Maverick City concert. And the yeah. fanatic, that, that might be a stretch. I don't <laughs> think it's a fanatic. That's just the word that sits with me most of the time. And personally, right now, I've been listening to House Fire. So that's number two. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, and then also as like a singer person, I feel like the Christian contemporary music I also think they're different based on how you sing them, like singing gospel and then singing CCM. They're, they're, they are different. How you distinguish them, I can see it being problematic. Um, as far as my favorite song, hmm, I don't have a favorite song, but right now what's been on me is um, either More Than Able by Elevation Worship Mm. or mm -hmm. house fires their their latest album what is it what's the name of the song i want to say it's called banner or i have decided and then it's another one i don't know but it'd be like something something i got the gospel running through my veins and that's what's that's my earworm right now i feel like also thing, if you can sing gospel you can sing christian contemporary but i don't know if everybody that can sing christian contemporary can sing gospel oh so, no Tasha Cobb, Tasha Cobb proved that. Tasha, yeah. Tasha Cobb proved that because a lot of people didn't even know Break Every Change won't even her songs. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. And I, I'm going to take it a step back because this is who I am. Mm -hmm. I think the difference between traditional gospel, like old old school hymns, Take Me to the Water, where I've been baptized, 
uh, okay, I, I think it's the difference between traditional gospel, gospel, and contemporary. Um, I, I'm a very old soul. I, 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 I sometimes I feel as if I'm an 80 year old man in a 24 year old body. I, I, I love, I love, I love old gospel music. I love like care, like like Adrian mentioned, early 2000s and stuff. I take it all the way back to the 60s. I like the Caravans. I like. Dorothy Norwood, Shirley Caesar, Albertina Walker, James Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love, I love the the organ. Down, no, no, no. Like, I, I love all of that. Um, I, I, I love. Uh, if we get to more contemporary, I like the Clark Sisters. I'm a Clark Sister yeah. stand. I'm G.I. Shout out to Karen Clark Sheard and her husband, Presiding Bishop Bishop Shear. Praise God, she's gonna pray. Praise the Lord, saints. Okay. I love Maverick. I love elevation. Elevation. You do a two-step. Oh yeah. Oh, listen. My feet go. Don't don't get don't get it twisted. My feet get light. You do the shout shuffle. Okay. Listen. I'm gonna put them down. Okay. My feet go real light. I'm like, okay, I was about to go away. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> but when I tell you, like, literally, like, I, I love, like, uh, like, if y'all were saying, like, the, the worship and stuff, I do love elevation worship, though. We do go into, like, a worship setting. And again, here goes another answer where we're completely different. <laughs> um, we grew up AME, but um, Jamal is more so. I say this, but he's we're all we always gonna be Amy, but Jamal's more so Kojic spirited. So um I'm with Christina. The shouting and stuff for me probably would not get me there. Now, can I do a two-step? What? Have I done it in a while? No. I had to watch church with my friend last or this past Sunday because I stayed with him at Dreamville. And that's the type of church that he watches. So did I did it come up in me? Yes, it's still there. Jamal. But I'm so used to the Jamal. We say Holy Ghost, they say Holy Spirit. Just because I like a hands raised, head down. Yeah, I like my I like my hands to be softly raised. My feet. And that's what I feel. Yeah, and I feel it every I'm time. I'm not that light Look, on my feet. They, I'm they, heavy. They, I'm solid to the ground. They, they sway and we do a Baptist fit, okay? <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know. I've never been moved to get the. I don't know. That's just for me. I've never mine had comes out vocally. Me too. Once I get and shot, I, yeah, I've never I done that. Say, <laughs> I'm always. I can just say. I'm it. more of like a church track star. Um, I don't oh, have a two step. I, I take off. You running around the church? <laughs> you do miles. Oh I yeah. Do oh yeah. Miles. My 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 watch read. You know, I, I close my my um. No, that's right. You better do a lap. You better do somebody too. Hey, you around. hey, my mama gonna get me when she listening to this. But <laughs> hey, why you connect with your parents so you can like see what they do? My mama uh-huh. on on Sundays, I know when she be shouting and stuff because I know her rings be closing. So I'll be like, oh yeah, I just sent up the praise warrior got her in today. I'm they you. in there. They in there today. Y'all, yeah, that's just not me. Again, like I said, me and Jamar are siblings, and it's so funny because we just so different when it comes to like even with the churches that we watch on Sunday. We always come back and do our recap every Sunday, but my mm. word is more so 
And then I'll be like, Steve Furtick got happy, Jamal. He'd be like, how happy did he get? <laughs> 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 the background with the people <laughs> But y'all know he's yeah, a Baptist cool. preacher. People yeah. be coming sometimes for him, but he, he, yeah. sometimes he, he was wearing yeah, Baptist. You can feel it sometimes. Um, so yeah, I just feel like it's all different. And my worship style is all different. I have one that's called Christian Vibes, and that's more of like vibes with his worship and then i have one that's gospel which is more so praise and i might get happy in the shower but yeah that's really it like i just never really wanted to do that I, but then i feel like when i did go to steve Furtick's church for the first time this is like the honest to true i honestly felt so mm-hmm. different i felt like mm-hmm. finally i found something that's for me do you know I what i'm saying I and i just was like i even had to have a conversation when i was in college to my mom about ame and i was like I don't think like I like I will go back for certain things, which I do when I come home. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm not getting a word anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like and I used to be like, what were his points? And like, you know, sometimes sometimes to me and this might go into the next question about black church. But like sometimes to me and I'm sorry to put a color on it, Adrian. But uh, sometimes uh, no, to me, no, hold up. I ain't never so. My thing is, when it comes to the music, when it yeah. comes to, there is a such thing as black church. There okay. Is a like, again, me and Jamal are different, but when I did go into elevation, I just felt a different presence. And I was like, oh, I'm able to understand what he's saying. He's relatable to me. Mm-hmm. I have like all my notes. I can write my notes, my church notes, everything. I can come back and give my mom, my brother, whoever, like the message. And I even to this day, I send every Sunday when I watch, I send my notes to my friends and stuff who aren't able to watch or who don't. And it connects to them. So I just feel like personally, that's where I found where God was speaking to me. And even when I go back home to church, I try because I'm older now. So I try to listen. I try to understand. But sometimes it can just get confusing. And I like to talk. Like I told you, I talk to God like he y'all. But he him, but I talked to him like, you know, regular because it's easier for me to do that. Um, okay, but the next question is, and then we got one more and we done. How do you feel about black church? Historically, come on, somebody. Historically, the black church <laughs> has meant something, not something a whole lot to the black community. Historically. Um, a lot of people, you know, especially this day and age, a lot of people they don't, you know. They say they spiritual. They, you know, they don't rock with Christianity, but they cannot ever downplay the work that was done through the black church, through civil rights movement, through all that kind of stuff. Anything, when you see something go down in this country, there are plenty of black churches that rise up and say, you know what, we're going to stand against this. And it's, you know, it's churches that believe in um, social justice, political justice, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's plenty of churches that do that kind of stuff. Um, but when it comes to the black church, it I can see how it can it can have its moments. Um, but the thing about black church is the same issue you will find in not the same in the same manner, but it can be some stuff you find in other churches as well. Um, you do see a lot of us leave the church when we get to a certain age because oh, it's something my mamas did, our mamas made us go to and everything. And it's the same thing. Some of our white counterparts or Hispanic counterparts can say our parents made us do it and everything. So I feel like there are as flaws like as far as connecting with our generation, connecting with the generation after us. And it could be something as simple as look what that little girl got on in this church house, that yeah. kind of stuff. It's like we we do this thing and it's like 
And I love the fact that we talked about being human at first. Unfortunately, in the black church, our human side has been over it overtakes the side of you know our Christian side or our Christianity, our, our faith. And I'm not faulting the black church, I love the black church, you know. Yeah, that pick them up, you know, pick them up, put them down, kind of stuff, all that. We bring a whole lot of flair. Yeah. We bring, some, we bring some swag. The black church brings some swag, you know, to the body of Christ. <laughs> but we like other churches, we have our faults. You know? But on the serious, no serious, no serious, serious though. Uh, I think we need to separate the difference between being church hurt and church folks and the church. Because that's that's a whole concept that people sometimes fail to realize. Like there's there's a difference between being hurt by a person. And being hurt by maybe maybe it was your pastor, and maybe it was a, a spiritual that you think, thought highly of, or maybe it was X Y Z, maybe it was whatever. But at the yeah. end of the day, yes, the Bible tells us we are the, the body, black Christ, we're the church, we're the whatever. But there's there's something between being a, a pedophile and a, and a dirty person, a pedophile you touching on people, doing things that perverted, because that's not Christ. That's not Christ like. That blame, don't the, blame pastor, the church. Don't blame the church for. What a person that you put this person on the pedestal. No one's to do that. No, you put your pastor on the pedestal. You put your spiritual leader on the pedestal and say, "Oh, now you compare him to a building. A building can't hurt you. What, he, what that man did to you or a woman did to you, that wasn't God. That wasn't Jesus. That was not the church. That was something of the devil. And let's call it. Let's call it what it is. The church, the black church, is not an issue. And I, and I, and I, it has issues. Mm-hmm. Let me say that it has issues that we mm-hmm. can fix and change. But is black church the issue? No, it's not. Christina, Christina want to push back. I, okay, I wrote down things to say, but first oh. on the issue, because I'll forget, girl. You know, I got short term memory right now. Anyways, I I think I don't necessarily know if it's the issue, but I know it's a issue. I think it's only so much separating you can do because it's a system at this point, and I do think it's yeah. important to say, like y'all kept saying, it's not just black churches; it's churches in general, because we all know how the the popes and them other uh folks oh i can't do that them yeah. other lighter brethren and sisters do mm-hmm. so adrian mentioned the lack of connection to this group and brooke mentioned it earlier too to like our age group like you and that's something like i experienced with my church now some older pastors some people just hit it some people just got the anointing yeah. and that's how i feel about uh pastor stephen ferdy from elevation how do you relate to a 40 year old white guy I don't know but I do he do it every Sunday he consistent he just have the word and like Brooke was saying even if you go to like certain black churches if you're going to listen and you're doing all this the connection is still not there like that happens to me every time I go home and I hear my home pastor sorry to him sorry to that man um it just don't make sense a lot of times it's like you said this but what it's not connecting (laughs) And then Jamal also mentioned like who is, well, he didn't say who is the church, but I wrote that down. He was talking about how people are not the church. And I think that's so important to know because no matter what church I go to or where I'm at, whether it's through music, I feel like I am the church. So I feel like when people have those experiences, like we were talking about earlier, where they go through those trials and tribulations and they, they figure out like, Hey, it's me and God, they become their own church. And it's like, when you're building yourself in Christ, you are building your church in Christ. So it doesn't matter what physical building you're in. And uh-huh. and I just think that's something to like note. And then also with the judgment of the black church, it just blows me. 
it just really blows me. And I really have, I don't even have the words to describe it. And it's like, it just doesn't make sense because it's so contradictory, hypocritical. It's just like, this can't be real. This doesn't make sense, especially with like older people. And, and when I keep referring to the age distinction, because a lot of the black churches are rooted in older people. And I think people always miss that tidbit. It's because they're older. And even just in general life, at some point, historical context is just historical context. You just got to leave it because when you try to bring it, it's not going to make sense. And historically, stuff just doesn't make sense trying to put it in place now. But I just want to say that the issue with the Black church is they have issues with letting the young people come in. And that's part of the issue. That's it. I'm done. Christine, no, no, yeah. no, no. I'm glad you said what you said because you just start setting stuff off in my mind. Mm -hmm. So the issue is, like you said, the issue is the connection between the bridge, the 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 fact that there is no bridge between the generations. There is no bridge between the the we have in the black church, we have different cultures. We do. It's so many different cultures, so many different um groups that are in the black church, and there is no connection. And the connection should be Christ. Yeah. But the thing too is is the fact that one thing you said is how am I able to connect with a 40-year-old white man? It's because one that 40-year-old white man has one, I'm not gonna say kept up with times, but he is progress over the years i that man chose to progress through times that he knows okay is there a new generation is coming this generation is up now it's not even next they're now mm -hmm. oh that i gotta make sure that i equip them as well as their parents their grandparents even their babies i have to make sure i equip them because they are what's next i mean they're what's now and it's like the connection is is you have people it has to be a leader or leaders who say okay, how do I reach that generation I'm not a part of? Mm -hmm. How do I make it so that this place is a place where they find comfortable for them to worship? They have to realize that we're willing to do this. We're willing to go to work. We're willing to do what we have to do to grow the church. Mm -hmm. Our generation have to be willing to listen. Often we, we That's realize the one. <laughs> our generation feel like we got to figure it out. And it's something my mama has to get on me about. It's just because you think you know doesn't mean you always know. So it's like the the gap is we have to be able to listen to each other, but also we have to be able to say, how can I be able to? And it's even our generation when it comes to ministering to those older people, we have to make sure that our word is able for them to get something, and their word is able for us to get something. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, how do you kind of like reconcile being able to listen? Because when you were saying that, that was making me think. I know personally, I have a way of not listening. But I think my my reasons for not listening is because I've seen them do things that I don't agree with. I've seen them do wrong and I don't agree with what they're saying. I've heard it growing yeah. up. Like we all said, mm -hmm. we grew up. I've seen, I've heard, I've observed. This is not Christ-like to me. So how, how, at what point do you stop listening to say that, hey, this is wrong and then you shift over? Because I feel like we're at like a peculiar age where we've seen it. Yeah. Some stuff we don't agree with and some stuff we do. But I think, yeah, that's just kind of what yeah. I was thinking. Can I, I didn't even touch you off. Oh, oh, Jamal. Oh, I, hey, I, hey. I, so what I was going to say was this. One, it goes back to that conversation we had about us being human. But then also goes to that conversation we talked about the grace. We have to provide grace for that person. And 
they're going to make their mistakes too. And they have made so many mistakes. Unfortunately, they have hurt so many people. I'm not trying to say they, as far as like, like we're like, we haven't done it either. We've hurt people. We've hurt people in the church. We've hurt our friends. We've hurt those who look at us as a light and a beacon for God. And we fall, we, we fallen short. We fall short of the expectations they made for us. I've done wrong. How many times have I let people down when they find out, oh, my dirt, or they see me out doing my dirt? I'm going to make a mistake. And I ask for forgiveness. That's all I can do is ask for forgiveness and keep it moving. I can't think of the song, but it's by Maverick City. And it's like talking about heaven and heaven looks like this. Or what is that Kingdom? song? Maybe. Oh, if you want to know what heaven looks yeah. like. It's looking like me and you. And I feel like one thing about it is another thing is that it looks like all of us, the people that you look down on, Mm. the people that you walk past, the people that you step on, the people that you judge, the people, heaven looks like all of us. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think one thing that, and this isn't going to the black church, but anybody that thinks that they're higher or whatever, they make it seem like heaven looks like what they pictured or what they are. Or yeah. what, and that's another thing. And I posted this on my page one time. I went off and I'm not going to talk about it. But one of the things that I said, I said, I don't know what y'all heaven look like, but mine got a whole bunch of different people, different qualities, mm-hmm. different ages, different looks, different sexualities, different because that's what God is love. And that's how I look at it. And to me, if God loves, that's what he does. He loves us. Yes. And if you are God's child, you are being loved by him. So at the end of the day, I think that's the disconnect as well. Because we imagine it's a perfect people, but it's no one mm-hmm. that is perfect. And so when we look at it, we say, okay, God, you know, I have to love this person this in spite of. And I've said this over and over in my first time hearing it was this Sunday with the Black pastor that I was just telling y'all about. But I say it all the time, so he must have got it from me. No, um, but love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm. We never said that your neighbor's going to be you. You know, mm. you never, your neighbor could be racist. Your neighbor could be, you know what I'm saying? Your neighbor could be anything, but he said, love your neighbor as thyself. So you don't know who you live in next door to, but you have to love them. Regardless. And that's, that's regardless of whatever mm. fault they have, regardless of whatever flaw they have. And I think that's when it comes to, for us as our generation, I think we are opening up a world and an eye for we're going to love you regardless, baby. I pray for you regardless. I had a girl, a friend when I lived in Raleigh, I worked at Campbell Law School. And the girl said she didn't, um, she did not believe in God. She still allowed me to pray and do my stuff after every uh, grace, like all my grace and stuff. I didn't say, oh girl, I cannot be your friend. You know what I'm saying? I still prayed for her at night. So I think at the end of the day, it's like not saying I'm accepting her spirit and accepting her stuff on me, but I still, you know, I still did what I did and she still did. And the only reason she didn't know is because she wasn't taking the church. So when she saw it open up for me and elevation and how many years I've been there, she was like, oh, I'm so interested. How long have you been there? And if I would have been like, oh, girl, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, oh, yeah, I've done this there. I've done this. So God is love. And we have to start appreciating our, appreciating everyone and accepting ourselves and knowing that we are God's children. And who are we to judge anyone? You know, it can't belong. And it's like a lot of us miss those opportunities to minister, miss those opportunities to, you know, create change. Like, you don't know. You could be the labor that God sent to her. Right. But yet, because you're so focused on, oh, she don't believe in God. She don't believe in God. And it's like this whole time she could 
be finding out who God is through you. People don't know that your ex, your ministry, people think ministry stops in that pulpit. They think it stops in that church. Ministry is my everyday, day-to-day, how I walk, how I talk, how I live, how I breathe, everything. Everything you do is your ministry. You mm-hmm. know, get yeah. Kind of take it back off the atrium. You never, you never know. Like you said, you, you gotta let your light so shine. And even the Bible talks about don't let your don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Mm. Like that, you you I might I might do something for someone that and no one ever knows about it because they're not supposed to know. Like you gotta let your light so shine. You never know who's left of an impact. You never know if someone's gonna be like, okay, like this person was nice to me. This person smiled at me. Someone told me that. Jamal, just because you smiled at me made me want to keep being in your presence. Like, you've been so nice. You've been so kind. You, be, you, you, you live for the glory of God. Like You're literally a representation of God in Christ. So you cannot act in any type of way and still... And that's why I say like hey, that. Go ahead. But hey, one thing in what you're saying is so true. And it's... Doesn't the Bible say, I know you about the fruit you bear? Right. So what you do, what you say. And then the fruit you should be bearing is, it's mentioned in the Bible... So the love, the patience, the kindness, it's, it's all that. Like All that should be found within you. So you might be having a bad day. You might have woke up on the wrong side of bed. But how do you push past that? The worst of my goods is Tabitha Brown. If you have the bad day, don't ruin it for somebody else. No. <laughs> don't make somebody day problem. Like... Yes, sir. <laughs> I just wanted to say, one thing my pastor used to always say, my old, old pastor, he would be like, you are the some. You are the only God that some people will ever see. Mm. Let them see him. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. That's true. That's true. I really want to say this. If anybody, do y'all have like any one word or something for someone who wants to begin their journey and their walk with Christ? The thing about the journey, it starts with the initial first step. If you do not know who Christ is. If you do not know who Christ is, when I say no, if you have not made him your personal Lord and Savior, that's where it starts. So if you're not accepting Christ into your life, hey, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to give you a little something to say. Say, Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for my faults. Forgive me for anything I've done to dishonor you, displease you, anything. Lord, I love you. I thank you for your sacrifice. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. Getting That journey starts with getting to know who he, he is as your Lord and Savior. And then how do you jump into it? His word, his word. And it's like, you can start from Genesis. You can start from the gospel. You can start at any point. You can go to, um, go to the Bible app, go to the Bible app. They got different, um, they got different um, um, devotions and plans. They'll help you with that kind of stuff. But a lot of things, the thing about this journey is it's the effort we put into it because Christ is there. He wants you. He's accepting you. He loves you. Go after him. Cause he already, he, he gonna meet you. I feel like he meet you seventy five percent. If you go to twenty five, where he'll meet you in your life, and they'll be the same. Like I was <laughs> going to say the same thing, but the Bible tells us in Romans ten verse nine. Kind of get to the word really quick. Um, if you if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, and the Lord Jesus Jesus shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, mm-hmm. thou shalt be saved. Mm-hmm. So, like Adrian said, you have the first. You first have to. Go seek after him. He meet him. Meet. He's already here. The Bible says in Revelation. He's standing at the door and knocks. So he's 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 already, he's already trying to be in your heart. He's already coming towards you. But are you seeking after him? 
And today, I want this platform, because my, my sister, I love her to pieces, and she's a prayed for, prayed woman. I love her to pieces. But her platform is spreading the gospel of Christ. And it's because of her prayer, my prayers, my grandmother, my mother, that's got her here to this point. So God's going to go shine through this podcast. Mm-hmm. So even today, I want you guys to know that salvation is the answer. Mm-hmm. I want you to know God is the answer. God is still going to, God can still bless you. God can still heal you. Um, Jesus can save you today if you want to be saved. Um, and I honestly think that if you believe in your heart, because your mouth, you will be saved and, and find you a good church home. Find you, don't don't let the church hurt you. Don't let the ch- people run you way out of the church because with two or three gathered, he must be in the midst. So don't ever, ever, ever let the church run you out. And find a community of believers that will grow you as a person, grow you mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Find your niche in this Christian body. And God's, God God loves you. Let me say that. Jesus loves you in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Hey, hey. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Christina, do you have anything? Not nothing good like that. I <laughs> <laughs> say thank y'all. And, and even to the people who are who are trying to find Christ, nobody said that the road would be easy. So, you know, it does. it's your own journey. I'm going to be honest. Look, I'm about to bring it back to the hymn. Um, but it's your own journey. You do that. And like they said, you find him and it's it's just an easy talk with him. Seriously. It's just a conversation. So mm-hmm. if you just start that conversation, there you go. Happy Holy Week, people. Happy Holy happy, Week. Happy Brother Holy Week. Ooh, it wasn't happy, but Jesus but got up. He got up. Hey, hey. He is oh, he got up. Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right, y'all. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it was a long one, but happy Resurrection Sunday. Young and faithful. We can do this and we can do this all day. It seems like we can go all day. But I love you. And as always, never judge anyone because you don't know their story. All right. See you on the next one. Mm-hmm.